Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sustainability Podcast, where we talk about how we all have the ability to contribute to sustainable actions in our everyday lives. Today, I am so excited to start a conversation on sustainability in architecture and design. As humans, we will spend about 90% of our time in buildings, so it is crucial as designers to create spaces that both have a positive impact on the occupants and surrounding natural environment. I am thrilled to have my great friend and colleague Isaac Haynes on the show with us today. Isaac and I have been in a professional Bachelor of Architecture program together for a few years now and both truly gravitate to design that not just incorporates, but is central to sustainable practice. Isaac, it is so great to have you on the podcast. Welcome. It's great to be here. And you can call me Lenny. Um, I am really excited to open up this conversation today. I think this is a topic that we're both really interested in, and I think it's going to be a great conversation. Awesome. I am so excited, too. So, Lenny, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your involvement in architecture, especially related to sustainability? Sure. So I am in the architecture program at Auburn University and a dual degree program for architecture and interior architecture. Um, And I think when it comes to sustainability, it's something that a lot of times can get overlooked in kind of our design passion, especially in school, um, and kind of feels like a tacked on afterthought. But I think that really it can be integral to the way that we design, um, and it doesn't have to be this kind of um, obligation we feel like we have to meet. It can it can um, be more than that. I completely agree that it is more than that. And I think that's why we both really gravitate towards sustainability and incorporating it into design and not just an additive um, design practice. So I'd love to hear kind of your story about how you first got involved with either architecture or sustainability. Um, So if you could tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So I think I've always been interested in architecture. through all my kind of passions growing up um, all the way through high school, it was always something I was interested in. Um, I was first interested in ocean liners and the way that their interiors interface with the landscape of the ocean. Um, And then later when it came to sustainability, some of our conversations, even in early college years, sparked some of my thinking through that process and through the interiors program um, in school, I've been able to explore that even further. So Lenny, I know I take a lot of my inspiration from a few architects that incorporate environmentally friendly techniques and practice into their design. So some people like Stefano Boeri Architects or Bjark Ingels Group. Um, Do you happen to take inspiration from anyone or any precedent projects that you really like that kind of go on the sustainability movement? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, One architect that I found to be a curious source of inspiration is Ricardo Bofill. He was um, very involved in social housing in Paris and the postmodern era. Um, And I think what interests me about him and some of his work is the way that he engages um, not only style, but also an interaction with courtyards and outdoor spaces, um, which gets into a conversation kind of and lead sustainable principles that goes beyond just um, energy conservation or things like that and into the realm of social equity and creating social housing that's more than a tower, which would have been something like 
Corbusier would have done um, and start to incorporate courtyards and public spaces um, that, that involve green spaces um, to really create um, something that was sustainable through the social lens of the design and that a lot of his projects have continued to exist um, beyond, or his legacy has, has continued beyond his years. I love that you bring that up, especially because a lot of people think of sustainability as a big um, movement with just the, the just the natural environment, but it involves truly a ton of other things that act in symbiotic relationships with the natural environment. Um, so projects like that are really crucial and important um, in influencing design of the future. So I know that we were both involved with um, an organization on campus called Freedom by Design, but you are the president of Freedom by Design. So can you talk oh a little gosh. bit about that um, and yes. your involvement? Freedom by Design is a student organization within the College of Architecture, and it has branches across the nation. Um, but what we kind of specialize in is social equity through the design build process. So for instance, this past semester, we were involved with creating an ADA accessible ramp and port for a client who was homebound and in hospice um, and needed a ramp to safely go to and from urgent care. Um, and so it's, it's allowing yourself to be a citizen architect in the format that Rural Studio encourages at Auburn um, and, and taking that into your community and doing more in architecture beyond design um, and going into the, going beyond the design uh, projects we typically do in school to create something that's actually serving the community directly. That's truly incredible. I know you just finished that um, ADA ramp and it was really, I mean, inspiring, I think, for, for myself to see all the like photos posted of the progress and the, the whole design build process is truly amazing, especially in the short amount of time that y'all were able to accomplish yes. that in. So that's an awesome, incredible project that y'all were doing. And I'm excited to see more projects in the future. What I think is so great about groups like Freedom by Design is that it's giving um, power to students who have the passion and energy um, to change the world, um, to use a cliche, and allowing them to do that directly. Um, and removing some of the bureaucracy or just slog of the professional world. That is so true. I'm so glad you said that. It, it It's truly an inspiring organization. It's definitely the first project that we were both involved in in Freedom by Design has really influenced, I think, my architecture career, both inside of school and within internships. Um, it was one of my favorite projects. It was actually the project where we partnered with a sustainable solar energy company to design a new sustainable electric vehicle charging station. Um, and it was a whole campus project, if you remember. So it was yes. it was just a, an incredible process of master planning exercises where we got firsthand experience to see how sustainable practices are all symbiotic to form this electric vehicle charging station. So we had agrivoltaic farming, farm to table food production, vertical farming, and educational opportunities all woven together to create this massive project. And we were able to have that hands-on experience to do so. 
Um, I surely can't wait to keep designing these new projects um, with all these programmatic elements and to see kind of where my career takes me in that um, sense. But Lenny, do you have a favorite project that you've worked on either in Freedom by Design or inside or outside of school? Sure. And just to bounce off what you're saying a little bit, partnering with Little USA to do that solar farm project was a really cool example of showcasing um, the latest technology when it comes to sustainability, not just um, technologically, but also um, conceptually when it comes to responding to wetlands and protected environments and creating uh, public spaces that get people into nature and that foster sort of an environment of awareness of nature and of our relationship with it. Um, one project I've really liked in school um, has been actually this past semester, we did a historic preservation project in downtown Chattanooga. And it was an opportunity to not only consider how to adapt a building back to a usable status, but it was also a way of looking at the social, this is a, a theme that I come back to, the social aspect of buildings within their context. So for that project, I didn't just document the image of the site, but I made sure to experience the streetscape and note what makes a street feel inviting, whether it's through setbacks or stoops or chairs and tables on the seat or plants or views into the shops that allow you to feel like you're not against an urban wall, but that you're part of um, sort of a market street. Um, and, the, and the project was quite literally on a street called Market Street. And so being part of a project that goes beyond just your typical design scope and allows you to really get into what makes spaces feel public um, is something I'm excited to continue exploring um, throughout the rest of my academic career and even beyond that. I remember quite well seeing all the progress with this project and I loved your like final renderings and even just the concept work was truly beautiful because you were able to see those special moments you're you kind of extract from the street and what makes this project so special and you kind of told a story through this project which I really admire and and I look up to you for that because I, I you, yeah. you took on a lot with that project and I I, I really loved it. <laughs> um, Caroline, I wanted to ask you a question back. So I know you're very interested in theme park engineering and sustainability. And I know not too long ago, you were at a conference where you were able to ask a question when it came to sustainability and theme park engineering. And I wonder if you could speak to that. Sure. So yes, I have twin passions for theme park um, design and sustainability. So I my first conference I went to within the theme entertainment world was ASTM F24. And I went in Atlanta and we talked a lot about safety standards within themed entertainment, but I didn't really hear a lot about sustainability, which was a bit sad because I know we were there talking about safety standards, but I, I do think sustainability has a lot to do with safety in the way that the way you can design um, the built environment has a major effect on the occupants and um, in this case any theme park goers that are going park. so sustainability is a is a it's, a it's a deeper discussion but sustainability is a big part of design practice in every way as it does contribute to safety as well so i i kind of asked those crucial questions about that 
And then I was able to get some answers, start those conversations and keep kind of diving in. So this past year, I was able to go to IAPA uh, Expo 2022, um, which was in Orlando, and that's the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions. And there I was able to sit in on a sustainability summit and hear from uh, business professionals and leaders in themed entertainment sustainability from across the world. And it was an incredible experience. I remember walking out and just, I was just so inspired by that conversation because I was able to see exactly what was being done at all of the theme park and themed entertainment industries across the world and what they're doing in terms of sustainability. So many companies are have specific teams that they're able to kind of involve in the entire design process from concept to construction and say, okay, what, um, what kind of carbon are we like putting out? How are we going to reduce this? And then how are we going to offset that? So kind of starting from concept design to make sure that we are designing sustainably, but also making sure that we're giving back to the environment in more ways than one. Um, so whether that's through alternative energy sources, um, having more green spaces, um, just keeping sustainability overall at the forefront of design um, in every way possible. So this was a really incredible conversation um, there. And I've been able to talk with a lot of business professionals in the industry, um, kind of seeing what else there is to be done and how we can keep pushing the design limits in terms of sustainability. So I am so excited for this. I'm um, so excited. Yeah. yeah it's going to be incredible to see not only what you're able to accomplish through your career in sustainability and themed entertainment, but also to see how the industry is going to progress in the next 10 or 20 years. Well, thank you for your kind words. And yes, I agree. I am so excited to see where we go in the next um, decade, really, because things just everything is going is getting more innovative. Um, technology is advancing and we are becoming more sustainable. And I'm excited to keep kind of fighting the climate crisis um, in terms of design um, in the themed entertainment industry in the future. So Lenny, we want to hear from you. How can others get involved in the sustainability movement, whether that be in their personal life or design practice? Sure. So I think what's interesting about sustainability and what people sometimes kind of get caught on is thinking about something like lead standards and thinking, oh, well, it's just a checklist to complete. But really, I think sustainability goes beyond that. Um, I had a conversation the other day with a high-end residential firm, and we were talking about their work as it applies to sustainability. And one thing that we were talking about is you can design a building using natural materials like wood and stone and design the structure for a time scale that's not a 15 or 20-year building, but that could be a 100-year-old building or a 300-year-old building that's sustained through generations as it's passed down, or even um, something that's sustainable through the inherent beauty behind it, and that makes it valuable enough to hold on to. We talk about buildings in Europe being three or 400 years old, and it's not just that they met LEED standards, but it's that there's something about the quality of the buildings that goes beyond um, the, the kind of 20 or, or 30 year time span um, for function or value. And so I think there's so many different ways to think about sustainability, even beyond lead and to well standards and fit well standards. Um, 
that are really just encouraging you to get curious about what sustainability can look like, giving you ideas, but you can take that so much further um, into your design practice. Well, thank you so much. Your words are so inspiring. And thank you for sharing all of your wonderful work that you're doing and contributing to a more sustainable future within your architecture and design career. So with that being said, thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in and make sure to tune in next time for our next conversation in the interview series. Remember that you have the ability to contribute to sustainable actions and to build a better tomorrow today. Thank you.